Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday, each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these weekly Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Could the coronavirus pandemic be the stepping stone that leads mankind into a one-world government? As Pastor J.D. will explain in today's message, this concept alluded to by scriptural prophecy will look like a saving grace to many, but at its heart is a wolf who draws men to trust in government and technology instead of God. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 19, 2020. This is what's coming, and I have to warn you. I am keenly aware that there may be some who would say, well, Pastor J.D., you're like that boy who cried wolf. You know the story of the boy who cried wolf. He cried wolf, and then no wolf came. He cried wolf. No wolf came. He cried wolf the third time, and nobody listened. But then the wolf came. Well, I don't know if I could be accused of that right, rightfully so, but here's what I do know. I do know that the Apostle Paul in Acts 20 cried about wolves, wolves in sheep's clothing, that would not spare the flock. In fact, we're told in Acts 20 that the Apostle Paul wept day and night for three years because he knew that the wolves were coming. Fine, I'm the boy who cried wolf, but here's the thing. Think about this. The wolf did come. The wolf did come. I am here today to say to you that Jesus will come, and it might be sooner than any of us could ever think or imagine. If there was ever a time for Christians to get serious about the Lord, and for non-Christians to get right with the Lord, it is now, today. About a week ago, Barry McGuire, who we've had the privilege of speaking here from this pulpit, sent me an email that I would like to share with you. It's a prophetic word from David Wilkerson, the founder and pastor of Times Square Church in New York City. It was 34 years ago back in 1986. Barry was 
very close friends with David Wilkerson, who's now with the Lord, and his prophetic voice is sorely missed. Barry was sharing with me a a story about David Wilkerson that just floored me, literally. I mean, it just brought me to my face before the Lord. He shared about how that when they would end their time together and fellowshipping together about 10 p.m., 11 p.m., David Wilkerson would go to his room and he would pray until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes all night. When I hear things like that, I just, I just think, oh Lord, make me a man of prayer. I want to be a man of prayer. So anyway, Barry sends the, this email out, and it's a prophetic word. I want to quote it from 1986 by David Wilkerson. He says, quote, I see a plague coming on the world, and the bars and church and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and shake it like it has never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles. And repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. I would submit that this prophetic word is coming to pass. And we are seeing what I would argue may be the last great awakening. Just yesterday I received an email from our online missionary leader, Pat Pereira. She leads our global media outreach ministry. We have a lot of online missionaries, as we affectionately refer to them, who uh, respond to, minister to, disciple online people who go to a website searching and make a decision on that website, a decision for Jesus Christ. So she sends me an email just yesterday and says, exciting news. People are seeking the Lord in record numbers. Over the past week, there have been many days of over 500,000 gospel visits per day to the Global Media Outreach website. 500,000 per day all over the world. And you have to understand, in the uttermost parts of the earth, they have phones, mobile devices, and they can access. And that's where we're seeing numbers like this. The numbers are off the charts. This morning, when I got up and started preparing my heart for today, I just um, talked to the Lord about this and just kind of opened my heart to Him concerning what I'm about to say. Please know, and I, I think those of you who do know me, know that I'm not 
given over to the to the hype and the the sensationalism but and i i also with all due respect know that there are many others out there that teach bible prophecy and for them i am so very grateful but i i do have to say and just bear with me this is no time to play it safe so i inquired of the lord this morning and I I have to say that it is the conviction of my heart personally that the Lord's return for the rapture of the church is imminent and can happen at a moment we expect not even today. That's how close we are. Because all of these things, and by the way, there are so many other things that I could have shared, might still, if the Lord presents the opportunity, which by the way, this is probably as good of a time as any to say that if for whatever reason our YouTube channel is taken down or shut down, we will as quickly as we can, by the grace of God, get back online by way of our website at calvarychapelconeohe.com. But there are so many things that I could have shared with you today that would really, uh, how do I say it? Well, I'll just say it this way. This is how I came to Christ. I came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by first coming to the realization that Satan was real. And my conclusion was that if Satan was real, that meant that Jesus had to be real. And I'm standing before you today, as is my privilege to do, and I'm saying to you that this satanic agenda, and it is a satanic agenda, with the principalities and the powers of darkness in the heavenly realm. It is a satanic agenda. And we were told that this would happen. It is real. And if it is real, and this is real, and it is, then that means that Jesus is real. And Jesus is the answer. And that's the good news, and that's the good end that I would like to bring it to. I mentioned this before, I'll mention it again. I, uh, I again hope you don't tire of me saying it, but one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Genesis fifty twenty, when Joseph has just revealed his identity to his brothers as the most powerful man in the world, save Pharaoh. And he says to them, what you did to me, you meant it for evil. But God worked it for good, meant it for good, for the salvation of many this day. This last week, just the volume of information and articles and research that I did, I mean, I just was getting so overwhelmed. I had to actually unplug and just go to the Lord and just say, Lord, this is so evil. And he just had to remind me. You know, it's, it's, um, it's pretty bad when the Lord has to remind you 
by using something you said to remind you. <laughs> and he reminded me about how I always talk about how that what is meant for evil, God as only He can works for good. This evil, this evil, God is working it for good and He's bringing many into the kingdom to salvation this day. There is a clarion call to every pastor, especially for such a time as this, in this day, while there's still time, to share the gospel, to present the gospel simply, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to do. And what I have shared has really shaken you up. That's a good thing. I want to share with you that the only hope is not in this world. It's not in any kind of a, a global government or a global leader that's going to come on the scene. That's the false Christ, the Antichrist in place of Christ. And the book of Revelation, particularly in chapters 6 through 19, describe explicitly with specificity that which is coming upon the whole world after the church of Jesus Christ is removed. It is the final seven years of world history known as the seven year tribulation. I want to give you the answer and I want to give you hope. And the answer is Jesus Christ, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Here's the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid for in full. You're free to go. What debt? Oh, the debt, the sin debt, the death penalty that Jesus came and paid for you instead of you when He was crucified, then buried, then rose again on the third day. And here's the gooder news. I know that's not proper English, but the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, is that He's coming back again one day. And I believe that day is soon and very soon, even at the door. So a couple years ago, actually been over two years ago now, I sensed that we were entering into a period of human history that would be the likes of which we had never known before, and that it was incumbent upon me to not only share the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, but to also explain a simple childlike explanation of salvation. So I found what is known as the ABCs of salvation, and that's what I want to share with you now. It's an acronym. It's ABC simple. I mean in no way to insult anyone's intelligence. Jesus said that if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you must become like a little child. You know the, how trusting a child is? This is the ABCs of salvation, a childlike simple trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and that you need 
the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. In other words, you might be good, but you'll never be good enough. Romans 3.23 tells us why. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Romans 6.23 is very interesting because Paul, by the Holy Spirit writing to the church in Rome, packages the bad news first with the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is the wages of sin is death. All have sinned. That means all have been sentenced to death. Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. The C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Romans 10.13 tells us how. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me just share lastly, and then we'll close in prayer. It was over 38 years ago. I had just got done watching a program about the satanic influence in the music that I was listening to, from the likes of Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, ACDC, The Beatles, et al., really. And how that, it was not a gimmick, they sold their souls to the devil. This is over 38 years ago. And then after he presented that, I was so shaken up. Again, that was a good thing. He then proceeded to share the gospel, which I had never heard explained as simply as I did that January night in 1982. After he presented the gospel, I went into my room and I called upon the name of the Lord, believing in my heart, confessing with my mouth, turning from my sin, acknowledging of my sin, putting my trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. And I've never looked back. And here I find myself now all of these years later, 
my hair much grayer, <laughs> whatever's left of it anyway. And I'm looking at the satanic influence of everything that is taking place today. And I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, you're real. You are so real. If this is real, and it is, that means you're real, and your return is real, and your return is really near and really soon. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. I know this has been uh, kind of heavy, and it's, I hate to say it and pray it this way, but it's really actually only the tip of the proverbial iceberg with all that's really going on. But You, O oh Lord, You have given us Your Word. We are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. That You came to this world, becoming like us, fully man, fully God, to die for us instead of us, to redeem us, to save us from that which is coming upon this whole world. And so Lord, I would just pray for any today that have never called upon You, surrendered to You, put their trust in You. I pray that today, right now in fact, they would make the most important decision of their life for eternal life. And Lord, one last thing, and I just feel prompted, I believe, by the Holy Spirit to say and pray this as well. I want to pray for any Christian that is watching this. And I, I have to confess, Lord, and you know my heart, <laughs> that there's been a, a grieving of a loss of our lives as we know it here on this earth, in this world, a letting go. And Lord, I, I really believe that You've been doing this, and are even now, like never before, causing Your people, those called by Your name, those whose names are written in your Lamb's book of life. You are loosening our grip on this world as if to say, I did not create you for this world for time. I created you for eternity with me. Let go of this. You're holding on too tightly. Lose your life and you'll find it. Try to keep it, and you'll lose it. That's hard. I confess, Lord, it's hard for me. But Lord, if that's the case, then so be it. So be it. Lord, come quickly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.